Well, I'm in a good mood. Let's see how long it takes for you to wreck that. Well, I don't uh, know how I could do that because I'm the pleasant one. Really? So how could I possibly? This is it, man. This is the start of a new era for STC Pod. I got a little quiz for you. You want to start the show with a quiz? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. That doesn't sound like you really want to, but oh well. All right. Who's this? I go to school for my entire life, and I go to a billion concerts a year. Who am I? Joe? No. School. I've been in school for my entire life, and I see 100 concerts a year. Joe? <laughs> you spent many, many years in school. No, this is recent. I was in school all last year and the year before, and probably the year before that. And I saw like a hundred concerts last year. Who am I? I have no idea. Come on, man. What are you? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Here's another hint. This is someone different. <laughs> Great. Hey, man. I just had a kid and I'm tired all the time. Feel sorry for me. <laughs> Are you talking about some fellow podcasters? Yes. Yeah. Who are those? Who are these two people? The uh, the Polykill bunch. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's so special about these guys? They they are the new holders of uh, the Great Cup of got, uh, podcast of the year. Great Cup of sperm. Great yep. Cup of uh, CC sperm. Yep. I apologize, dear listenership, that we were unable to pull it off for another year. We could not go two years straight. We failed to win. What show was uh, Jim Morrison on? The Doors on? On uh, late night television? Was it the Ed Sullivan show? Mm -hmm. Was that the one where uh, they told Morrison not to change the words or to change the words in one of his songs and he didn't? And they said, you'll never be on this show again. And his reply was, we just were. I get it. We were okay. podcast of the year. We've done it. That's true. We've That's done true. it. We've been there. We did that. Well, and, uh, and to be honest with you, I couldn't be happier. Uh, Polykill is one of, one of the few podcasts that I consistently tune in and look forward to. It's uh, every two weeks. And you're being honest right now. Uh, I am being honest. If I can be honest with you for a second. Three gaming podcasts I tune into on a regular basis whenever there's a new episode that comes out. Uh, Polykill is one of them. Uh, What's Good Games is another one. And uh, the Video Game Dads podcast. Yet, you know, you see, you like to tell people you take in all of this gaming knowledge on a weekly basis. Yet, when you were reading something to me on the computer the other day about a headline, sports, I'm like, S sports, what are you talking about? Right there, S sports. You mean E sports? Oh, yeah. Well, I call it S sports. <laughs> to be honest with you, it was put together in one word. So that's yeah, not that's really just, proper how it should that's be. How it, that's how it happens. No. Esports is E dash sports. Yeah, of course we couldn't hand, we couldn't uh, hand over the trophy to a better uh, pair of dudes right there. Uh, I wish we could physically hand it over to them. Polykill podcast, the new cartridge club podcast of the year winners. Enjoy having that target on your back boys. Are you going to go after him? No. <laughs> I'm too lazy to do that. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, we are recording, uh, what is this Tuesday? And so we watched the cartridge club award show live on their YouTube channel last night, Monday. I, listen, I listened to it. I was finishing Drake's too. As I was listening, which I did finish by the way. Yeah. There's no so proof it, of that. Pretty much in the span of three weeks, I finished Drake one and Drake two. Yet there's no proof of that. Started so, Drake three. Who, who do I got to prove it to? Well, 
You got to show shit off all the time. You're telling me you I know beat you these do. games in like have... two hours. So I know you got to show shit off, but I don't. Well, some proof would be nice. I'm telling Let's you. Back this up. So then I started up uh, Drake's three and um, yeah, played about five minutes and saved it right away. And then it was time for bed. Well, first I masturbated it. Then I went to bed. And then we found out that uh, Drake's two will be the cartridge club prime game of the month in yeah, yeah. what I say, June. A little late boys. So I'm saying since me and you have both, both recently completed that game that we should take the CC underground that month and play three. If you can hold off that long. Well, luckily for you, I can't hold off that long because as we're speaking, red dead redemption two should just be finishing installing for my PS4. Yeah. It's a big a, freaking uh, game, dude. A game that uh, I, I garnered a transaction for you to get that into your hands. I did get that uh, two days ago for the price of $35. You're welcome. Guy at work uh, hooked me up. Wait, what did you I, have to do with it? I brokered the entire deal. No, I was talking to the guy before you came in the room. Mm, I feel I had a lot to do with that. Mm. And... I'm the one that brings the goodwill from our room to the rest of the building that would make something like that happen. Then why do people come in and talk to me all the time? Do they? Yes. Do they? Yes. Uh, I too, I don't know if anyone has seen our latest pickup video, but I grabbed that as well. Got that at Christmas and it's loaded, but I've made the mistake of playing it directly after putting so many hours in the best game of last year, Spider-Man. Yeah. Here's the excuse. Which is so fast and so fun and so agile. And you and, can't do uh, fast-paced games. And then you go to this Red Dead and everything's clomping along and bum ba 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 Snow, snow, talking, talking. You haven't, got, you haven't got out of the first five no. uh, hour of the game. No, I no, I haven't. Dude, no, I, not at I'm going to fill up my backpack, my horse saddlebags, and just take off into the freaking bush and disappear. I don't know if the game works that way. I'm just going to go running around. I'm going to kill towns. I'm going to kill people. <laughs> I'm going to skin animals and just live in the bush. I'm sure it's fine, but when you go from Spider-Man, which is like, like that off the hook, the meter is just pegged at one end. And to start red dead, it was a lot of, uh, ugh, holy mackerel. What? Cause so, it's real life. Yeah. It's real life. It's a real freaking. That's how us cowboys did it back in the day, man. When so, you're walking through snow in the middle of the Ozark mountains, stuff is going to be slow. I'll give it again. I'll give her, I'm not giving up on no, it by any don't means. Don't do it. That, like I just said. But you know what? I do miss Spider-Man. I'm, I like miss it. It's like, I want to go back and, uh, I restarted because, you know, once you finish it, you, you're allowed to go back and restart the whole story with, uh, all the goods you currently have and abilities. And I did that for a bit and it's just so fun, man. So fun. Oh, did you, much did like you, my YouTube channel, Red Dead Redemption is not for you. You haven't even finished the first one. So I don't even know why you started the second. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That you're right. Listen, I will hold off playing. Are you going to be able to finish Drake's three like in a week? Well, I'm not going to play it in a week. No, because I actually have other responsibilities to look after. Unlike you who has everything arranged for him. How long is it going to take you to finish it? I depends how much time I get to play it. And it's probably long because it's no, the third one. They're not long. None of them are long. Oh, I finished it in two hours. Okay. No, uh, I probably finished each of them within probably about four days each. What's it and like and I was to go home time. and have no concerns and worry about doing anything. Everything's taken care for you. Your meals are completed. 
Uh, the kids are for you. Your clothes are put out for the next day. I told you your what slippers I, are brought to you. I told you what I came home to the other day. Mm. Dishwasher that needed it. to be emptied and uh, about a six foot countertop full of plates and pots from dinner and lunch. So mm. I had to clean all that. And then I came oh, tonight. I the kids were already in bed. So I said goodnight to them. Came down, had a little bite to eat, did some dishes through in red dead started going through my vinyl collection because i'm still trying to catalog it and that was it and then i was interrupted by uh, having to do the podcast have you installed the whole first first disc of the game yet Has yeah it i'm on the second, second one. i'm on the okay. second one so yeah you're you're just about it's probably done because i put the second one in pretty much an hour ago hmm. oh that's a big game yeah it's that's crazy what she said it's crazy. That's what all the ladies say when they see me. That's one big game. Hmm. Oh, all right. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Let's uh, okay. wrap this one up. <laughs> this is the new format for STC. <laughs> Short and sweet. We leave you wanting more. We get one masturbatory story out of Joe and... Sign it off. That's it. I got to stop. He's done. I've been going crazy. Yeah. I do that shit every night. He rings uh, out his hands and, uh, you run out of, uh, you just start keep running across the same videos over and over again. You go to a mental images. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're into it so much that uh, the page hasn't even re refreshed yet. It's all the step, uh, stepmothers and family taboo stuff yes mm -hmm. yeah. i think it's time for the porno trends to move on from the step stuff it's been steps step stuff for a while let's move on we get it you make it sound like you've been watching well i you know i keep track of what's trending out there that's part of my job as a uh, pop culture cult culture specialist make sure you edit out that uh, stumble i just did there mm. mark that 12 minutes and 50 seconds i'd like to uh, assign new duties for podcast producing this this season i would like to shirk my mantle of all responsibility and just walk in and walk out and that's it yeah, as a true star should. Why not? Obviously. <laughs> like this business that you're doing now where you tack on one thing at the end and uh, sign off on it. That's a lot of work. Oh, now, and then I got to upload it. And then I got to write up a, uh, a rundown. Oh, by the way, I send it out. Your rundowns for the last couple of weeks have been stellar. Stellar. Well, did you write down what we talked about? It don't matter. That's the one thing you do. <laughs> Listen, so far my only notes are congrats, Polykill and Red Dead too slow for Bill. <laughs> and Bill's all shook from the, from the award ceremony. Still getting over it. Okay. My next line for notes is going to be masturbation. All right. That's, well, what, I'm, that's been... what I'm going to tell you when you ask me, like always, what did we talk about? And then I tell you what notes I take and you go, I can't do anything with that. You mean make an image for the thumbnail? No, they pull up some garbage image. And then I got to try and pull a title from that. Cause your you can't image, remember anything. No, your image is supposed to be my inspiration for an interesting title to the show. No one reads the freaking rundown. Yeah, they because do. That's what, how they decide. I don't. If I listen to a podcast, it goes right to my iTunes when I download it. You know, I don't read the description of the show. Not everyone can keep up with a weekly show. So they just if peek the, in and out. If the title is witty, then I'm in. Okay. Give me a witty title other than what was last week's brilliance. Um, living in the past. Oh, well, wow. Let's take a look at your artwork. Yeah. Which was, and, and start the criticism there. Well, it was good stuff. It was very, uh, you threw up a picture of predator and, um, uh, 
Uh, some other Commando. Crap. Commando. Great. Yeah. Well, you made you made fun of me for watching those movies. So what do you want me to do? Great. Do better. Be better this year. Well, I we've been talking uh, this week for the last couple of days because uh, I made another bill purchase. And, uh, you know, I've maybe uh, bought some stupid things this year so far. Some people may or may not say, you know, like a, a weighted blanket or uh, my air fryer or uh, you know, air fryer is okay. A weighted blanket is ridiculous. My, uh, the PSVR bunch of VR games, you know, well, that's debatable. <laughs> so, but the, this latest thing, uh, it, it is paid for itself already. It is the most brilliant piece of technology anyone can have. And they should have. It's completely, uh, put my mind at rest having kids at home especially when I'm at work and kids are home and, uh, it is the nest doorbell, the camera doorbell thing that streams video from your uh, doorbell 24 seven to your cell phone. And, uh, man, that, that thing is expensive. I'm going to, I'm going to warn you it's expensive, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm going to say it's worth it. And it paid for itself that very first morning when I was at work with you and, uh, we watched the big kid. I got an alert on the phone. Someone, uh, motion detected, looked at it and you could see my big kid exiting the house, putting her key in the lock, locking the door and, uh, heading off to school mm. paid for itself right there. Yeah. I was actually pretty impressed by it. I wouldn't mind. Well, I want to get, I was originally looking at getting uh, security cameras for the front door, inside door and back, but um, I'm not happy with what I've been seeing. So definitely I want to get that doorbell and I'd like to get a camera for the back so I can see what's going on in the backyard. But the doorbell was good. It, it worked. The picture was great on it. That's only at medium quality too. I could bump it up double. The package it came in is so well designed for anyone to uh, install this thing. Like they must have had testers working for years how to put a package together so that anyone can grab this and put it together, even though it's a bit of a uh, bit of technology. Step-by-step um, -step instructions. Everything is so labeled and so well assembled in this box. It's like everything is just yeah, that's yeah. there. It's so neat and well put together. And like they give you everything. Even the masonry drill bit is given to you, which is branded, by the way. It says Nest on it, which I thought was interesting. They give you the screws. They give you wire extensions. They give you all this stuff laid out perfectly. The only tricky part is you have to know what kind of power is being fed to your current doorbell system because you use the wiring that's already there. So you pluck off your old doorbell and then you wire this one on and stick it on your, stick it on your door jam. And it uses the existing wiring to work with your pre-existing doorbell. So there's no power stuff you have to do other than use the wires that are already there, providing it's getting the right kind of voltage. How would the power so, be any different? I don't know. Because some, some doorbells, you know, you don't, you don't need a lot of power to power them. So there probably is a lot of maybe older ones that have inadequate, uh, transformers pumping out the power. So you need between a certain voltage, which is very common. Most likely you do have it. And, uh, away you go. It, it, I have no complaints about it other than the size of it is a little bit bigger than I thought it would be. But it's still, it's, uh, it's not as huge as, uh, what's the other one? I-Ring? That thing is a huge, a huge brick. This is a lot smaller. Than that. Well, there's different sizes for that. But yeah, anytime um, it recognizes between people and just regular motion. So uh, if it sees a person, it will give you an alert. But if it just registers regular motion... It'll, it'll, uh, flag that motion, but it won't send you an alert to it unless you want it to, you can get alerts for absolutely everything. If you want, 
Uh, it's uh, super handy, super well-made, and uh, it's weather-resistant, you know, even for Canadian winters, as well as the heat. So, and if someone comes and steals it, they even offer you a replacement for free, providing you can get the police report. So pretty good. And of course, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. There's no way Bill paid full price for that. Is that what you're saying? He's rubbing his eyes. That's what I'm saying. No, I found a way. I've been looking at this for a little while, had my eye on it, but didn't want to pay the full price because it is uh, very expensive. And I thought, you know what? If shoppers had this thing, I would get it at shoppers and use up my points. And uh, I was in there last weekend. Sure enough, uh, I asked them if they had it. They had none on display. The, the person, uh, a what? A where? Let me go out back and look. Sure enough, they actually had one. And it was the going rate, uh, but I had $170 worth of points. I used that and it was a 20 times the points return bonus weekend. So I got uh, 20 times the points back, which is 30% back into the uh, point bank. So all worked out. The only, uh, the only issue is buying big electronics like that from shoppers is you might have a little bit of an issue if you need to return it for any reason because they don't like to back up their electronics but hmm. it's all good that was my purchase for the week which i've been excited about and i've had a lot of fun playing on the phone watching it well it's great man. i'm glad you're enjoying it it's nice and like when we're at work and of course i work an hour away from home and I'm just curious what, what it's going to be, what I'm driving home to weather-wise. I can just call that up and look at it. And it'll give you a live picture as well as temperature and precipitation as well. So they just really thought of everything for that doorbell. And that's the Nest one. It's called the Nest Hello. Gets my STC recommendation. Yeah, I just thought of our title. I bet it's a good one. Just writing it down. That's great. Yeah, it's compelling audio to hear you write. You can't hear me write, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, are you going to keep the title a secret? Yeah. It's got to do with the doorbell, though. All right. Well, what else? What do you got to say? I told you to come up with four interesting things. I have. I started the show off with a freaking bang. Hmm. A bang. The way I always do. And then you put me asleep halfway through it. And that's it. Well, just wait till I tell you about all the stuff I've been watching. I told you no. Well, then, okay. Joe's moment. No one wants to know. Joe's moment. Let's go. I told you what to watch anyway. You still haven't started Ozark. I'm on season two. Almost done it. You know what? I watch have... it. I don't have time. No, I am. But time. I enjoy. Uh, how I perceive Jason Bateman as a fun loving comedic guy. And I don't want to really People ingest him. I don't want to ingest him in any he's other not, way. He's not, he doesn't play a bad guy in this, in this show. So I don't know why you won't give it a chance. Well, there's a billion other things to watch no. and I don't no. need him serious in my life. I like him to be my, my so you're going to pass on a perfectly good show because of that. Maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I'll get to it at some point. Well, but I had other, that. I had other big things to waste my time on. Big, boring, the big, boring TV show. Bill's I, I noticed on Twitter, someone uh, put up a, a comparison photo of uh, the last of us poster with this movie that's on Netflix that is a, a complete ripoff of the last of us poster. And, uh, they're complaining how this person, whoever made this movie's poster was, had no creativity and couldn't come up with anything on their own, but it looked like an interesting movie because, uh, if it's a ripoff of the last of us, I'd love to see that on screen. And it was called what still remains. And it's on Netflix. And, uh, the poster, you know, this, 
younger girl and an older guy and they're armed and they're in this middle of a, of a street that's been taken over by foliage and giant skyscrapers in behind them all covered with foliage, like a post-apocalyptic version of uh, today. And I know, you know what? I might just check that out. So I put that on and uh, it's, it's nothing like the last of us. It is post-apocalyptic. It's like 20 years after some kind of virus did something to some people, but this movie really had no budget. So you didn't really get to see any of the buildings or the sets or anything cool, like exploring abandoned cities or anything like that. Yeah. It's a story you come up, upon this girl and she's with her brother and uh, something happens and she ends up on her own until she meets meets a dude and he has the promise of a settlement you know and a new life that she could start and uh, so they have to cross country on foot together to get to it and uh, you know stuff happens either do you think she'll be able to trust him is he the right person to follow or is the people they're running from the right? Oh my God. What are you, what are you going on about? <laughs> hey, so how, about I, how about engage in conversation? So you sum the bit. You wonder why I tune out. How about engage in conversation? Description of foliage and two people walking in the bush. So it doesn't I get say my, what you said in freaking one sentence without boring people to shit. Doesn't get my uh, full recommendation, but it is out there if you want to check it out. Holy shit. You know how I describe Ozark? Hey, you like Breaking Bad? You'll like Ozark. Great description. Done. Done. Great description. People are still awake and they're still listening to what I just said. Holy shit. Holy shit. I could reach through the screen and strangle you right now. <laughs> I'd like to shoot ropes on you right now if I could reach you. And then after that, Netflix started uh, recommending things to me as I was scrolling through all the stuff there. Now, see if this rings any bells to you. Do you know, have you ever heard of Sad Hill? No. Sad Hill? Sad Hill? No. Sad Hill. Sad Hill. Oh, Sad Hill. Sad Hill. What no. are you going on about? Sad Hill. No. Silent Hill. What are you saying? Sad. <laughs> As in you make me sad. Hill. Yeah. Hill. And I told you no. Sad Hill. Uh, do you remember, uh, do you know who Sergio Leone is? Yeah. What did he do? Westerns. What were his Westerns? There's a lot of spaghetti in them. <laughs> well, he did uh, the three most famous, you know, Clint Eastwood, uh, Man with No Name, Westerns, um, Fistful of Dollars. Um, what's the other one? Good and the bad, the ugly, of course. But what's that? What's the other one? Fistful of dollars. Good and the bad, and the ugly. Sorry. And uh, come on, why am I gapping? Anyways, it's not important. It'll come to me in a second. So, do you remember in uh, the Good and the Bad, the Ugly the movie with Clint Eastwood and Eli Wallach, where? Uh, they are uh, trying to find this uh, treasure, this Civil War gold. And uh, Eli Wallach learns the location, but uh, Clint Eastwood learns the uh, the actual, they find out it's a graveyard. Eli, Eli Wallach learns what graveyard it is. Clint Eastwood learns what name is on the tombstone. Do you remember no. the name of the graveyard? Nope. It was called Sad Hill. That was the name of the, the graveyard. Eli Wallach knew he found out it's called sad hill. So this was a documentary called sad hill on earth. And, um, 50 freaking years ago is when they shot that movie. 
in northern Spain, and they actually created that entire cemetery. This it was supposed to be like a a civil war cemetery in uh, concentric circles, right? With the uh, with like the the stone circular center that the final standoff happens in they uh, constructed that for the film as huge as it was on the on the the film that's as big as it was in real life it, it wasn't any camera tricks they just made this huge giant cemetery and after they were done shooting the film like they did much much of the time back then they just left everything when the movie was done they just got up and left they didn't strike the set or clean up the earth or uh, leave only footprints, you know, they just left everything there. So I think uh, the story of this documentary is around 20 years ago, these guys discovered the location. And when you come over a ridge and you look down into the valley, you can see it, what's there nowadays. And of course, you can just, you can't even see the rocks. It's all covered over with like dirt and foliage nowadays. And everywhere there was a tombstone, there's like a bush now. Because where they faked um, a grave marker, they would just put a big pile of dirt there to make it look like it was freshly dug earth. So wherever there's a freshly pile of dirt, there's like now a shrub there. And if you look from just over the ridge, you just see this encirclement of like foliage and stuff of like a ruined graveyard. Anyway, these guys found it on, uh, and, and through the years, tourists have been looking for it and have found it as well. And finally, these guys have decided to resurrect the sad Hill cemetery and they dug it up. They cleared out all that dirt and foliage and they remarked all the gravestones and, um, basically restored the cemetery to how you remember it in the movie. And they did a documentary about it because, uh, it was kind of like field of dreams where if you build it, people will come and just volunteers kept coming and coming to help them do this backbreaking work. And, uh, they did a documentary. They had, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood was in the documentary. Uh, the Metallica dudes were in the documentary because Metallica uses, uses clips from uh, good and bad, and the ugly as part of their intro clips. Um, hmm. they had interviews with, uh, the guy who, who created the score for that movie, you know, which everyone knows that music and they went, you know, they, they talked to principals involved in the, in the film, the editor, you know, uh, camera guys, all that. And not only talked about, that final scene in the cemetery, but they also talked about, uh, the scene leading up to that, you know, when, uh, they kind of infiltrate that, uh, civil war battle over the bridge. Mm -hmm. I mean, the North was on one side and the South was on the other side. The film comp company actually built that bridge and, uh, they had, uh, was it the Spanish army came in? It wasn't like movie movie uh prop guys rigging the explosives it was all army dudes it was the spanish army was brought in to do this because they were getting paid by the film and uh they told the story how they had everything wired up and they set the scene to go and as you know from the movie of course the bridge gets blown up so the the army had rigged the explosives and everything and uh, it was set to be an army guy to set the explosives off when the director called for it. And uh, through miscommunication, this army dude actually set the explos explosions off when no cameras were rolling. So the entire bridge and everything around it was completely destroyed when no cameras got it. Kind of like uh, Tropic Thunder. And... Uh, so they told that story. And then of course the army had to come in and rebuild the entire bridge and set it up for explosives again and blew the sucker up again a couple months later. So hmm. anyways, great documentary, especially if you love that movie, good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, it's called sad hill Unearthed, And that's on Netflix too. 
It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that one. You know, it's mm -hmm. all in Spanish, though. You gotta, you, it's all subtitled up. Except when uh, the Clint Eastwood interview was on. <clears throat> well, that's great. <clears throat> Sounds like you were productive. You watched some uh, stuff that no one else will. Good, man. Well, that's what happened. And you said, I got nothing but free time. Well, if you see something good on there, it's fine. When I saw that name, Sad Hill, I'm like, where, where do I where, know that from? I have to watch this. Where do I know it from? I know that thing. And then there was a picture of Clint Eastwood there. I'm like, Sad Hill, Clint Eastwood. Where is that? And of course. Yeah. Good and bad and the ugly. This is uh, a this few is, dollars more is the, the third movie. Thank you. Finally popped in my head. This is uh, what I got to live with every day, guys. At one point, one of the producers was talking, or someone was talking how he put on some kind of uh, like museum display with the Sergio Leone stuff, and he managed to get the actual poncho Clint Eastwood wore. Yeah. He had that in a glass case. I, I didn't know this, but all three of those movies, one poncho. Now, I wonder I what the price tag. I wonder what the price tag of that puppy is worth. That seems strange that they would do a po one poncho and, and go for all these expenses for everything else. Well, they talked about how those three movies developed too, you know, how it was just kind of a low budget for this first movie. And then that did really well. So it, it kind of became a mid, a mid budget movie for the second one. And that did really well. So when the good and bad, the ugly came, they had, they had the real big budget, but yeah, still use the same poncho. Yeah, I wonder whose decision was that. Was that the director's or was that Clint wanting a little bit of uh, familiarity between the, the three? I would have thought he would have kept it too after all that. Just as a little memento, but I guess sometimes these actors don't even really care much about the movies that they, they do once it's done, right? It's all about the production of it. And then, you know, they don't even really want to see themselves watch themselves in it after the fact as well. Right. Yeah. They moving on to the next thing or he could have kept his hat or something. Yeah. But. I'd be keeping everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my hoarder lifestyle. This chair is fucking squeaky. It's bothering me. You need a new chair, man. That chair is awful. Too much money. Too well, you much. can, you could buy a like a ninety nine dollar chair instead of a two ninety nine. I I could, but I won't. Because it's got to be the best. No, I just I want it, when I buy something, I want it to be good and mm -hmm. I want it to last. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about your yep. big purchase? Mm -hmm. What about your big purchase this week? What did I buy? Did we already talk about the big TV you bought? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Do we? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I don't know. My wife forced me to buy a new TV. And you had to go get the most deluxe version of we a TV? We did talk about it because we were talking about the 120 hertz and then uh, my buddy James agreed with me. <laughs> yep. I got that installed and I got my... Uh, and then I put the, the 50 inch back up in the bedroom and the, uh, the, uh, the TV box arrived except those, uh, those, uh, internet booster devices never arrived. I got to call them tomorrow. See what's up. It should have came. Hmm. Yeah, but it's good. I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, I was waiting. The only thing is it's, I don't have that 4k PS4, right? So yeah, you have nothing that provides the content that you bought the TV for nothing yet. Nothing has that frame rate. Nothing has that resolution, but you had to pay double what anyone else would pay. No, everyone the TVs are 4k now. I didn't pay double. Yeah. What am I going to do? Not double. buy a 4k TV. 
go backwards? No, the 240 hertz was bought, a little bit over I the bought, top. No, I bought real 120 hertz. That only cost $200 more. Mm. Well, unnecessary. And then I you think. went crazy. Unnecessary? Let's talk about your, your sock buying process that I had to listen to all day today. That was unnecessary. This guy here is insane because he needs a specific pair of white socks. I was in the middle of a sock crisis, thank you, yeah. for the last month. Well, I was in a crisis today having to listen to you and talk about how socks need to be this and that. Excuse me. You do not have to worry about buying socks. They are provided for you. I get I, mine. I get mine at Christmas. I have to buy my socks and I have found certain socks that work very well. And it's hard to, uh, find someone that sells them. And I've been all over town cause I just want to buy them, but no one sells them. So, uh, I had to do some Amazon shopping and they, they, you know, they got around 20,000 different pairs of socks. So it took some doing and you couldn't accept my explanation of what is needed in a sock. And most basically you got to have that, uh, band of elasticity around the arch. That's number one, extremely important. A lot of socks don't have that. And, uh, at two. I wanted, uh, ankle socks or as they're known quarter length socks, which go above the ankle, not below. Cause I don't want my cold ankles walking around go just above the ankle. And, uh, it was difficult to find that combination, but I did after a little while after some digging. And you didn't understand cause you wear these stupid <sighs> low cut socks. I wear gym socks. I, I don't want socks. people to see my socks. Well, I don't want my ankles cold. So let's get proper here. And I don't want to see your ankles. I don't want to see your ankles. Why? There's nothing sexy about them. Yeah. I don't want to see any turned skin. on by my ankles. I don't want to see any skin. Well, this makes there. sense. What happens when you wear shorts? I, you should have a, your ankles covered by sock. My socks go just below the ankle. I don't want it to appear like because you have when you're at the gym feet. and you're wearing shorts, you don't need to be seeing freaking socks pulled up and jacked all the way up. Oh, do we care about people seeing us at the gym? I thought that we don't care about that. I don't, but I care how, how it makes me feel. No, you just said you don't want to be seen, uh, but no, I didn't. I said, yeah. I care how it makes me feel. So we're, it's finally out that it is all about how you look while you're straining your muscles in the mirror and people are concerned about your ankles. And, and here we go. Here. And I'm, I'm not talking about, um, calf covering socks. I said quarter length, which is just above the ankle, which is the right amount I feel in any situation. Maybe I'll have to post it. I'll post a link to the peeps so they can buy the same kind of socks I bought. Although they were out okay. of the black color, any store that I like I do and get a pair of socks. No, you got, you're just getting tube. There's no support. There's nothing extra built into it. There's probably a, a toe seam. Uh, all that's trouble. What? A toe seam. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing down Bill's crazy socks. Uh, let me tell you, once you have that, that elastic arch support, you're Don't never going to go, go back. back. You're never going to go back. Your socks ain't falling off when you got the elastic arch support. Not Mine happening. Are, they're not falling off anyway. Oh, they are. They are. Are you looking at my socks? Are you taking my shoes off and looking at my socks? I know if you took your shoes off, your sock would remain inside the shoe because no, it does it not have not. the elastic. It only does that. No, no, it doesn't do that with runners. It does that with my boots. though. sometimes your flimsy ass tubes would remain in their outerwear. So there, I don't believe you. Where'd you pay there, for these socks? 
Oh, you know, they weren't bad. Six pairs for like 14 bucks. So yeah, I'll be really interested to see what kind of quality they are. Thickness wise. Well, I'm a prime member for some reason. So, mm. Mm. Well, and I needed uh, uh throw around money bags. I, I needed a new bag of my, uh, energy powder. Here we go. That I put in my smoothie. Money's no object. So that you got to be careful that that price fluctuates all over the, all over the place. So you got to be careful on that one. <clears throat> but uh, you got to have that. I got to have that. I don't know. Uh, I don't need, I don't need a lot of veggies. So I need uh, nutrition. It's topping me up. It just makes you gassy. Uh, who is gassy today? I know. I know it makes you gassy because I can taste your green farts in my mouth. No. Who was gassy? You were gassy today. Well, hmm. my stomach's been upset. Did you watch the Golden Globes uh, last night or the night before? Yeah, I did. I watched all of it. All of it. <laughs> wow. What a trooper. <clears throat> Stupidly. I was, the only one I was... Uh, I thought that Bradley Cooper movie, I watched it just to see if that would win, but I was, uh, I had one pleasant surprise and that was, I'd mentioned, I guess it was last show. I had started watching, it's called the bodyguard. It's a BBC production and, um, you can probably find it on Netflix, but yeah, uh, the guy, the main guy on who plays the bodyguard character actually won a golden globe. First nomination, first win. And uh, they made some comments. I forget where the comment was, but they were, he was, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the next day he was asked um, in some interview or something about uh, if there was any word or could he give any hint on who the next James Bond would be. And he had to, he may, he had to say like no comment or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I saw him get that award too. He was, he was very suave. He reminded me a hundred percent of Peter O'Toole. He had that look. So. Well, yeah, I could see that. Um, who do you remind me of? Uh, some other British show. I can't remember. Anyway, I haven't finished the body here, but it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like I said, it's not, he's not protect, protecting a musical person or anything like that. He's protecting a member of the, uh, British parliament. Well, Secretary I, of defense or something. I was watching. I wanted to see if, uh, the, my folks from glow won anything, but nope, I couldn't hang in there long enough. And uh, again, Mark Marin didn't get nominated. I don't know what he has to do to earn a nomination. Like, come on. <clears throat> I wasn't that impressed with the award show this year, actually. Oh, the hosts were awful. Uh, not that it was their fault. I think they were so, they're so, what's the word? Uh, hogtied, ham hog, ham locked. They're unable to say anything funny anymore because it is simply out of control with the, uh, the PC movement. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. There's, you definitely can't think about becoming edgy in any way. Don't even think about approaching any kind of edge. I, I, that'll be done. That'll be it for you. Uh, so yeah, I thought they were not much. I thought the presentation, the production was crap. Like, I don't know if it was, uh, high schoolers in the truck, but, uh, it, the audio was terrible. I could hear nothing but murmuring all the time. It was hard to hear the presenters with all the crowd noise. And I don't know if they normally, if that's their normal location, this hotel, but it just seemed not well put together. Mm -hmm. Like people were coming down and didn't know how to get to the stage and people had to move their chairs yeah. I just noticed there was a very, it just seemed to be a very noisy production in terms they, of a lot of, you could hear the audience, the audience a lot. Yeah. Well, no, the, even the shots they chose were just stupid. 
you know, they were, they, it was, uh, Sandra O oh talking about diversity and how she sees everybody in the camera was going to all of these people of color or different ethnicities. And then they cut to, um, uh, Kristen Bell, the whitest of all whitest girls there could be. <laughs> and even she went, yeah, I, I don't know why the camera's on me right now. Can you go to someone else of color, please? And then they went to someone else of color. Is is just a very strange production, very just kind of shoddily put together. But that's the Golden Globes. I guess you got to give them some slack. They're the the modern day blockbuster awards. Well, they even mentioned that, um, like that Bradley Cooper, uh, Lady Gaga movie. A lot of people were disappointed that it only got one award for what was the best song or something. Mm -hmm. Whereas Bradley Cooper was nominated and same with Gaga and, and they never won. But a lot of people were saying, well, is this going to be a sign for the Oscars? But the, um, the voting committee, I, what did we heard about it today where, uh, the people that voted for these uh, golden globes only like there's only one or two of them that are actually on the Academy award committee. Oh, well, does, yeah, does the voting. So really <coughs> the globes are not indicative of what the outcome is going to be for the Oscars. Right. The golden globes saw is the foreign press. They're all journalists. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, yeah, Gaga's dress. Well, that's the most obnoxious thing. What I did like though was, did you see how many people had to stop and wait for her dress to go by? Like, could you be more obnoxious? <clears throat> what I did appreciate though was, is um, they gave out the first ever uh, Carol Burnett award. And I was really happy to see that she came on stage and and received it as the first recipient and, uh, gave her a nice little speech and you get the saw, you get to see, uh, you get to watch old clips from the, uh, Carol Burnett show. And I found one stat was really interesting. What did they say? All the awards that the Carol Burnett show won, you know, they were just naming them off left, right, and center because there are so many. And then they said, um, uh, it was bringing in an average audience viewership of, did they say 30 million a week? Oh, well, very well could be. Like it was, it was an ask. I'm pretty sure it was 30 million. It was just some crazy number that you would never come close to nowadays. And then in her speech, she said she was grateful and thankful that she was able to do that show at that particular time, because a show like that could never be done today just due to cost. And the studios just would never go for it. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I agree. I, I got what she was saying, but then again, I wanted the camera to hit up Lauren to see what, see what he was thinking. Cause he kind of does that. He kind of does that show every week. Maybe not as big. He doesn't have the full orchestra that uh, Carol Burnett show had, but he has the same amount of costume changes, uh, set pieces, all that. But yeah, it's good to see her get that. It's new um, achievement in uh, television yeah. award. Well, named after Carol Burnett. Mm -hmm. All right, and on that note, let's wrap this one up, brother. I got some uh, Red Dead. Go play right now. Hmm. You're not going to eat something. Okay. Well, you haven't you haven't eaten in like half an hour. Uh, well, it's getting late, and uh, I want to be able to sleep. Not have an upset tummy. All right. Well, I would just like to again thank everyone that took the time to vote for us for the Cartridge Club Podcast of the Year, despite us not winning. I do thank you for taking the effort to do that for us. You never know what can happen in the future, but, uh, go ahead and give the, uh, the champs 
the current champs a, a chance and check out their podcast. It's called Polykill, and you can certainly find that at cartridgeclub.org, where all of us are networked and are broadcasting on a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly or sometimes daily format for you guys covering a wide range of topics of everything that you find interesting. I'm sure that's cartridgeclub.org. And you can follow me on Twitter. I am at STC pod. Joe is at AC Decepticon and we have a YouTube channel. The two of us together, two of us together have a YouTube channel. It is YouTube slash start to continue. That's where you'll find content produced by the two of us, the two of us together, Bill and Joe, we create content there and support it. Uh, what else? Hey, we still have a website, stcpod.com. Go there, check out, uh, find out the stuff we've been up to. It'll be summaries there, what's going on. And you can uh, use our Amazon links found on that webpage to help support the podcast and our endeavors by, uh, we get uh, a commission on uh, what you purchase through that link. There's a Canadian and an American link there. So do as you please. What else? Anything else? Uh, did you give her Twitter, ha Twitter handles? Yes, sir. I did. Oh, I didn't fuck. give your Instagram though. Cause you're a big Instagrammer now. Am I? That's all right. It's all good, brother. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll check you out next week. Coming at you again from, uh, STC pod studios on a weekly basis. I thought we were going bi-weekly. Post and post it.